hey, 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 welcome everybody to How to Be a Texan. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? I came in the right spot, right? Close enough. Generally, it was generally close I enough. That sounded pretty good. I, yeah, it's close enough. I'm, I'm practicing. All you got to do is wait for me to go like that. Oh. And shooting both hands at me. That's okay. I know your brain's not functioning Fire. quite well. I'm not. Firing all hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at about, I'd say, 9% energy. Why don't you tell everybody why? I, I did a triathlon this morning, and I'm 50. <laughs> it took everything I had. Show them the medal. Show them what, who, what it sounds yeah, like. Uh, would, you yeah. won the whole triathlon. Here you go. You got Internet. a medal. Here's here's the medal. I'm wearing it around my. <laughs> you just held it up to them. <laughs> I was expecting you to like tap it or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there that's you go. it. Okay. It's a real deal. It's my participation medal. <laughs> no, no, no. You won the whole thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even come close. But you hey, won your age slash height. Group, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is it that granular? No, no. It was horrible. I I did fine. I finished. It was good. It was good. The swim and the run were good. I'm sorry. The swim and the bike were fantastic. The run was awful. Well, I commend you for doing that. Thank you. I have not... I still love Iron Man, right? I still no, it's itty bitty. I I still love your story about you could order a Domino's pizza in the last one you and I did (laughs) in the swimming pool. (laughs) Yeah, in the pool. And I'm not a good swimmer either. That's how bad everybody else was. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. We saw some interesting things today. People didn't have goggles. They were doing breaststroke, backstroke, all kinds of crazy stuff. Interesting. And I swam right through them. I just plowed right through. I'm sure they were like, man, what a jerk. So what kind of stroke do you use when you swim? Freestyle, baby. Freestyle? You don't Freestyle. do like doggy paddle? Oh, gosh, no. That's embarrassing to even say that. Why not? Um, well, you I got c- a problem with dogs or something? <laughs> I like, could be. He is you, an athlete. Are you anti-dog or something? Oh, oh, that's the parlay <laughs> into the episode. They were talking about dogs today. Oh, my Oh, gosh. we are? Oh, my gosh. What doggy, a coincidence. Doggy paddle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's fun. Hey, today I thought we would talk about dogs in Texas. You okay with that? That sounds amazing. Amazing. And we're the only state that has dogs, I think. No. Right? No. Right? Oh, no? No, there's Oh, not. wait. Dogs were invented here, right? Yeah. No. No? No? No. So you're going to pull the, the prank on me that how does this relate to how to be a Texan? It's not a prank. It's a prank. <laughs> it's a ploy to pull me over offsides. All right. Okay. So, so how to be a Texan means that generally most people of us love dogs so if you move here you're required to have a dog 44 percent of you have to have a dog 44 percent uh-huh 44 out of 100 have to have a dog can you lease a dog for like 44 percent of the time like just have it during the fun times <laughs> and then pretty cool. return it you know that would that be possible? nice so we've got that puppy boo and i'd kind of like to rent her for 44 percent of the time and take her back the 66 yeah. percent of the time she's peeing in our house this might be a business opportunity yeah you know in fact that reminds me there's this uh sebastian Maniscalco. what the comedian <laughs> sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco. he's a comedian he does this bit about Uber Pet. Oh. And he talks about, apparently in some states now, Uber, you can have them bring a cat to you. Okay. And you can, you know, kind of hang out with a cat for about an hour and then send it back. Let me ask you something, and this is not in the notes. So this is a real challenge to you. What are two of the most stress-relieving activities you could do? Just in general? Yeah. Or with a but dog? But I've got two in particular. No, not with a dog. Oh. What... If you were to do... Well, number one, deep breathing. 
Oh, okay. that reduces stress. <laughs> That's actually quite good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exercise reduces stress. Okay. Uh, drinking heavily for some people. That's sad, <laughs> but okay. But sometimes that reduces stress. <laughs> oh, you said two. I gave you three. Okay. Well, what I was thinking had, has nothing to do with those three reasons. Oh, okay. But, but number one is, do you know how every doctor's office, for the most part, has a giant uh, fish tank in there? Yeah. Watching fish swim in an aquarium oh. is one of the most relaxing, yeah. stress-reducing uh, activities. That. I believe the that. The other that, just top of mind, is petting a cat as it purrs on your lap. That's why the Uber pet thing well, was taken off. That's what sparked this dialogue. I went to this dentist in Flyer Mount a couple times, and uh, they have like a therapy dog in there. Oh, well, see, that doesn't have anything and to so, do like, with I a was cat. Getting, this I was, is it. I was getting work done, and then this dog like hopped up onto my legs. Oh, actually, oh, that's, that's cool. quite sweet. Yeah. There is pet therapy with dogs. Oh, yeah. You know, they actually brought a horse in now. To I've some seen of the that video. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Some children's hospital, they brought a big horse. This horse in. just walks around. I've seen the videos. It's actually kind of cool. It's very horse cool. Horse is walking through the hallways of a Yeah, hospital. he walks well, around and. It's like taking massive dumps. That's, good. that's what I don't know. They got a scooper behind him. <laughs> yeah. But it had to be like Elvis or somebody. You know, just somebody that's just so chill. The horse yeah. had to be so chill. Yeah. But the video makes it out like it's some kind of mystical horse and he walks, he, you know, <laughs> on his own, goes through the hospital. Oh, I don't believe it, but this is what the video says. He on his own, he goes to the hospital, and he will—they won't guide him, and he'll like decide to go into a certain room, huh? And then it just happens to be that that person needs the horse. Well, you know what? I just had this conversation with Amy. So, like, he has some kind of special. So, two nights ago, I'm plant—I planted twenty tree. Little quick mini ranch update. I planted twenty trees from Oklahoma. I went up to Oklahoma and I dug up twenty trees over two trips, and I. I transplanted them to our place here in Argyle. And so the other night, I was out there just working and sweating until after dark. And I'm, I'm water, doing the deep watering after I got them all on the ground. And I hear out on the road, probably 200 yards away, I hear this clip-clop, clip-clop. And there was two uh, Hispanic fellows, and they were listening to this Latino music on his iPhone. And, I mean, it was pitch black. And you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't see anything other than this guy's iPhone and his music was playing. And so I was talking to Amy about that, and I'm like, you know what? Cowboys back in the day, they didn't have iPhones or flashlights or battery-powered whatever, but they trusted the horse because the horse has a better sense of being able to feel the, um, the path in front of them. And so I don't know how this plays back to the children's hospital, but I think it does. Well, some. I think they have better night vision too, horses I do. think so. Yeah. And so the, so the cowboy basically, you, you let the reins go and you let the horse pick the path hmm. because they see and feel the path far better than you ever could because hmm. we can't see squat at dark. Well, anyway, these guys were doing the same thing. They were taking these long walks in the pitch black. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. Did you see that big horse at the uh, state fair? No. The cop that was on a horse? No. Oh, man. Was it a big one? Oh, it was huge. This thing oh. was huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was cool. Okay. And he was happy as could be. He was riding through the crowd, and everybody was like, oh. you know, saying hi to the horse and everything. It was oh. really cool. Now, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, tonight I thought we'd talk about dogs in Texas. And and so, when you think of dogs in Texas, what? and I'm talking about the early days of Texas, what do you think they're... Why were they here? What did they do? Were they even around? Dogs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You think so? I mean, dogs are used for herding. I mean, they were bred for herding. 
you know, millennia ago. Right. You know, herding sheep, you know, herding cattle, whatever. Yeah. But they weren't. So I would imagine on those cattle trails, don't you think they had dogs out there too with them on those cattle right. drives that we talked I about? I would think so, but they probably didn't have, the cowboys probably didn't have like chihuahuas and shih tzus oh, and sweaters, no. you know, language. on their on their saddle with them. Let's don't be cussing on the air. What, no, shih tzu is the name of oh, a stop cussing, easy. man. Is it name like of crap, a breed? Crap zoo. <laughs> it's a name of a breed, and it's one the of the correct most... term is shit show, not shit zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a shit zoo is. No, that's a Chinese name for oh. the origin of this highly popular yeah, dog in right. Texas. Oh, is it popular here in Texas? Oh, very much so. No, I don't think cowboys had shit zoos out there in sweaters. The, yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think they were putting them in. Yeah, dressing them up. And, Paying, you know, buying them a health insurance policy. I don't think that was happening. Oh, and like having an ACL repair for <laughs> six grand? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, if they broke an ACL, they just put a bullet in the head. <laughs> oh, God. That is so cold. Uh, yeah, I mean, you watched how, Old Yeller, right? How dare you, they sir? They had to put him down at the end. Shoot a dog in the head? Are you kidding me? Old Yeller. Me? That's what they did. Oh, my gosh. That's so wrong. You never saw the movie? Of course I saw the movie. Oh, and spoiler course, alert for anybody that hasn't oh, seen Old again, Yeller. Again, just, like, <laughs> just like the John Wayne movie that was made 100 years ago. I'm yeah. not going to. It's not spoiler. <laughs> it's okay. So, yes, back in the day, it was a little rougher and somehow, dog ownership has evolved. I will say, my grandfather was probably the toughest guy I ever met. He, he was uh, this rancher up in Oklahoma, South Central Oklahoma, and he had two dogs, Joe and Rusty. And they were, Joe was this kind of big, kind of wolfish-looking black dog, and mm-hmm. then Rusty was this, like, mixed terrier. But both of them went everywhere he went, and he was always messing with cows and the bulls and all this and that. And they would always kind of just make sure everything was good around him, yeah. no matter what. Or if there was something bad happening, like they would smell out coyotes or snakes or whatever, varmints, and they would just go handle it. Rusty and Joe were always just out there handling it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I, I think it's changed a little bit since mm-hmm. that, that day. Did you have dogs growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. My first dog was Bingo. Bingo? It was a mutt. Bingo was his name. He <laughs> <laughs> was great. Did you name him after the game? No, I was too little. My mother named him. <laughs> it yeah. was a farmer had a dog. Bingo was his name. He was a good dog. B-I-N-G-O. Oh, he, he was just a little bitty mutt, but oh, he was so sweet. And I remember crying. Oh, my God. I never cried so hard in my life when my mom told me we had to put him down because he had a big cancer in his belly. Mm. He was eight or nine. That's terrible. Oh, so sad. But yeah, what about you? Do you have dogs? You, I know you had dogs because you'd whack them with a wrench and stick screwdrivers up their nose. I wouldn't and all whack that. them, but yeah, that was Judy. I had a dog named Judy. Yeah, you stick a screwdriver up her nose. Yeah, because I would see what? my, I would see my dad out working on the car, you know, and he would have the hood open, and you know, and there were tools, and so I don't know. I mean, I don't remember this, but this is what my parents say. <laughs> Apparently, I would take a screwdriver and like you know work on Judy as if it was you know a car, like <laughs> sticking in her nostril and stuff. I'm sure it helped. She was just a calm old dog. And then Judy ran away. Oh. I say that in quotes because, you know, I don't oh. think that's really what happened. That's better than me telling Luke that I drowned his hamster. Oh, yeah. You should have told him that he ran away. Yeah. I should have said that. <laughs> that Poncho ran away. Somehow he got out of his three feet tall glass, whatever. 
He couldn't have done that. Daddy, where's my hamster? I drowned it. <laughs> I didn't say Why'd that. Why'd you do that? Mo- your mom made me go talk to her. <laughs> go talk to her. <laughs> so anyway, so I think dogs have evolved in Texas. Well, in, all, across the land. And, and to your point, there's dogs everywhere. So is it unique to be a Texan and have a dog? Probably not. So if you're from Illinois and you move to Texas, it's fine. You can bring your dog. Whatever. We love them in Illinois. We love them in Texas. Yeah. I agree. So this is not terribly unique to how to be a Texan. That's your point, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm not making that point. <laughs> you totally are. I've asked that. Yeah, you totally are. So what do you think is the most populous dog state? If we look at where Texas ranks on dog ownership, where do you think uh, Texas ranks? Uh, I, I think number one is probably California. No. No? No. You're never going to guess it. It's Vermont. Vermont? Vermont, 70.8% of all households own a dog. Oh, so this is just percentage of population, yeah, not total number of and dogs. There, I think okay. there's 100 people and 70.8. So there's 70 8. dogs there and they win. There's 70 dogs in Vermont. So they get a participation medal. Man, I just yeah. got reminded of this. Uh, so I went to Vancouver, oh, yeah. Canada, oh, a couple nice. times on a couple mission trips. And... They push their dogs around in strollers up there. Oh, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. That is weird. No, and they they, they that's treat stupid. Him. Aren't well, you supposed to walk the dog to give it exercise? And I've heard in Canada. Yeah, did you ever see that series Portlandia? Oh yeah, <laughs> there, there's an episode there over. Uh, tying your dog up outside of a coffee shop. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, and then and, seen and then they come out and they've got their baby tied up to the post <laughs> instead. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so, and they were complaining about them that they were uh, tying up their dog. So it's just oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was funny. So yeah, so then you go to um, I'll just quickly run through. this. Okay, so wait a second. So history of dogs. So dogs have evolved. Andrew, you said that they were the first domesticated animal. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I don't know squat about that. I mean, you can Google it. Well, they were back, like, when we were making the pyramids. You know, there were dogs around. You remember those big Doberman-like dogs that are all in the pyramids? They are? Well, yeah, Pharaoh, and then there's always the head of a Doberman around somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. So, dogs have been around forever. Ugh. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never never mind. Google, Google doesn't have dog uh, evolution. Goats were probably the first animals to be domesticated. Goats? Followed closely by sheep. Oh, yeah. Oh. That makes Chickens sense. were also domesticated about 10,000 years ago. Later, people began domesticating larger animals, such as oxen or horses, for plowing and transportation. Eventually, you get to dogs. Eventually. Let me see. After they, be, you know, there were wolves and then coyotes, and then somehow a Ooh. chihuahua popped out. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and then it became a shit zoo after that. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't you, say that. You said it. What? So anyway, the point is is that Texas is ninth across all states for dog ownership. So what's the you said it's forty four percent here? Forty four percent. Yeah, forty four percent. And so Vermont won, we're all the way down to nine. So now which state on average, has the most number of dogs per person. I don't know. It's got to be California or Texas. That's got to that's got to be in here somewhere. No, that's a redneck thing. I would think redneck. Somebody are has five, six dogs. Texans are red. Well, we've got a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs in the south. There's a lot of dogs. There's a lot of dogs in my house. I've told you how many dogs I've got at one time. 
Yeah. Guys, I've I've conflicting information. There's another article here that says that it was the dog. That was the first one. I think they really don't know. Probably not. It says dog. Okay, Wikipedia says dogs and sheep were among the first. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to know. You know what? This is going to be so sad for that listener who commented on what great information we had and how utterly disappointed they're going to have me in <laughs> this episode alone. So I'm so sorry for our. I'll just remind them of the opening episode where you made it clear that this podcast is not educational. It's entertainmental. <laughs> mental. It's mental. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. That's for sure. So yeah, okay. So history of dogs that mental. Originally, we had dogs here for herding purposes, and then you know, like Joe and Rusty from my grandfather, they were there to protect to work on cows together, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then they just became kind of man's best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's really where they are now. And I believe that they've evolved even further than that, where like you're talking about up in Vancouver, Victoria, Portland, whatever, where they're just over the top. People <laughs> think of dogs be before themselves, yeah, which is a little crazy. And I think we're going to get into some of that in, in just a bit. So, when you think of what are the reasons of why you would have a dog, what does a dog ownership do for you psychologically? I, we talked about it stress relieving a little bit and some of the pet therapy and all that, but what would you think that dog ownership helps you become a better person? Well, I mean, I think it. if you don't have kids, I think owning a dog is a good thing. To help you kind of learn how to be responsible. That's true. Young, right? For us, we just love dogs. We, I mean, we just love dogs. We do too. I can't even explain it, but right. You know, they're just fun. They are fun. Well, I've got two articles here that are kind of more psychological plays on why they are. And let me just fly through that real quick. Number one, and this is the Business Insider. Number one, dogs make us laugh. And there's a picture of a pit, uh, little bulldog, and he's very funny with a Santa cap on. Number two, dogs are loyal. They are amazingly loyal. Uh, number three, we're more social with a dog. And it's got pictures of people walking dogs through parks and chit-chatting with each other and all these dog parks. And the rise of the dog parks, that's an amazing phenomenon too, right? Mm-hmm. You ever been to a dog park? No. You should. You should go. Well, I don't ever want to go to a dog yeah, park. Yeah, no. No, they're it's very stressful. social. It, it can be stressful because the dogs, their animal instinct comes out and they they do dog things with each other and they don't, they forget all their human training and they go into dog mode once they're around other dogs. <laughs> so Joey's been to it for the listeners. Joey is one of our dogs. We have three dogs. Yeah. He's the one that looks like. Yeah, you can, they're our laugh track for this episode. <laughs> they are. They're barking they are. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a sound effect. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Even though it's a very consistent. You know, oh, yeah. No, no, no. He he wants to be here. The Yeti wants yeah. to be in. Um, he's been to a dog park. Sarah takes him sometimes. Oh, yeah. Nice. And he does well. Right. Rosie does not do well with other dogs. Oh. She is not nice. Kill or be killed? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the type. Yep. Yeah. And so she's not been to a dog park. I bet if we had have taken her when she was really young. She'd get used to it. We should have taken her out more. Like yeah. Joey, we took out. I don't know if you remember. Joey, we... Took over to your place. Oh, yeah. He got to know all your dogs when he was yeah. really young. Assimilate with all the others. Yeah. We didn't do that with Rosie, and I think that's part of the issue here. Huh. Yeah. And then Belle is an older dog, so she doesn't get out much. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
She's she's got fine. She would bones. She would she would do good in a dog park. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. She's very. Sweet. I think all mine would do generally. Now Karis's dog Zap, that dog wouldn't do good at all. That no. dog is old and cranky. Yeah, wouldn't do good at all. But all my other dogs would do fine. Sully and Boo, and then I don't know about Caroline's new whatever herding dog. Who knows about that one? Remy. She calls it Remy. Hmm. And and number four it says dogs keep us healthy. I don't understand how I could say that dogs keep us healthy, but it does say that if we have a dog in our household, there may be a lower risk of developing asthma and allergies, which I thought that's pretty good. Well, it says it's because of the dust, you know. What dogs eat dust? No, it says that if you're exposed to dust when you're young, you're going to develop, you know, greater immunity. Immunity. Oh, right? Okay. Okay. And then it keeps going. It says, we're more active with dogs, with a little flappy-ear dog in a picture. Mm-hmm. That's great. Absolutely. And with the obesity that we have, that with like five out of five people in America are obese now, mm-hmm. I think everybody's obese, right? I'm obese. At least I am. I mean, I, I don't Hey, know. I feel good about it myself. I'm not going to judge everybody else. I've but. got a medal to prove that I'm, you know, yeah. I'm alive. When I get the plank out of my own eye, I will... Stab me in the eye. I was wondering about that. You keep hitting me. In, you've hit me in the head with that plank in my whole life. <laughs> Just stab me right in the eye with it. Sorry. Okay. And then it. So then it says. So we're more active with dogs, and I agree with that because the dog needs to be active. So we need to be active with the dog. And then six dogs save lives, and that reminds me of that Bugs Bunny episode of that giant. Was it? What is that? A Saint Bernard with the uh, the. It's got a oh, uh, with the little a martini man. bottle, yeah, and it comes up and 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 it saves you, but it makes a martini while it's doing it, and then it drinks it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted one of those a Saint Bernard just for that right. reason to put a big martini bottle <laughs> mixer around its neck. This one says that this dog saved a cat's life. Did you read that? Well, they gave a blood transfusion to a cat. Yeah. So they took dog blood and put it into a cat. I don't know about all that. That sounds stupid. But well, save the cat's life. But look, dogs, and when there's rubble and giant earthquakes, I mean, who do they send in? They send dogs in. There were a lot of dogs on uh, 9 11. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So the dogs smell. Yeah. You give them a piece of clothing, and boom, they go in and they smell it. Mm -hmm. They smell all the drugs in the airport. They. Chase down prisoners and prison escapes. Dogs are amazing. They're, they're probably helping keep the Texas border safe. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Go dogs. 300 so, dogs. Go doges. 300 dogs worked 9-11. Okay, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And there's a memorial f- There's a, a memorial for them. For the dogs? Mm-hmm. And so they good. worked tirelessly. Oh, that's so good. Because they would send them into the rubble. They would bark or let you know. Try to, and they were finding people. Oh, my I mean, gosh. how do you find people? In all that rubble. Yeah. And these dogs just went no, I don't over know. 24 by 7. This is my impression of those dogs. <laughs> okay. Totally inappropriate, but okay. Um, yeah. We're talking about That's what a, they were like. a national whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to uh, dogs give us a sense of purpose. Now, that's kind of sad. If you look to the dog to give you a sense of purpose, that's kind of sad, right? Are you lecturing me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that as no, a I'm connotative sentence. No, it's I, more I agree a, with you. I agree with you. That is odd. It's you odd. You should have your sense of purpose. I believe that. There are people that are have poor self-esteem, and they believe the dog gives them a sense of purpose for the day. Like, I'm going to take care of Fifi all day, and that's my job. Yeah. 
I don't have any really better job than that mm-hmm. or sense of purpose in life, and therefore Fifi is it. Well, what this is talking about is actually, and I agree with this, for elderly people, a oh. lot of times elderly people, they don't have a lot of you know, friends and family around. That's right. So having a dog can be a really, you know, well, give them a sense of purpose. But I don't know if that gives you a sense of purpose or just true companionship. Yeah. The, truly back to the man's best friend. Well, I mean, when you're 99 years old, what else are you going to do? Well, you do intergenerational connectivity. You walk six <laughs> miles a day. You garden. And oh, then yeah, you live to right. 100. Because we're Blue Zone that. people, right, Kevin? That's right. I'm not Blue Zone. I think I'm going to drop dead at 99. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't with a dog. I'm going to miss it by and, one uh, month. And with what's-his-face's <laughs> great-grandkids around, running around. So, yeah. Okay, and then eight dogs give us confidence. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Nine dogs genuinely make us happy, sure. And uh, then we go to the – then here's some more. I got more. You get sick less often. You're more resistant to allergies. You'll have better heart health. I don't know what that's all about. We already talked about exercise. You'll be happier. you have more active social life. I do believe that. You're going to be more social with a dog. Your dog might be a cancer detector. Can you imagine that? Your can there was a uh, God. What was that movie I just saw? It was a sweet movie. It was the craziest concept ever. But anyway, this dog had been taught to be a cancer detector, and uh, sure enough, I do believe that they have that kind of uh, ability, which is so cool. You'll be less stressed at work. Uh, you can find out more about your personality through that of a dog. Uh, your kids will be more empathetic. I don't know about that. You buy that? Your kids will be more empathetic. I think so. If they grew up with animals yeah i think so okay yeah i have zero empathy you do you you <laughs> got kidding. you got a bit yeah but that's you <laughs> have kidding. many other issues <laughs> okay all right so those are those are the kind of the psychological reasons why why we would own dogs have you ever worked in an office that allowed dogs no so no. our office in palo alto our headquarters allows dogs in there really yeah Oh, that is new age. And our and our VP of HR also volunteers as a VP for the I don't know Humane Society or something like that. Hmm. And so a lot of times, um, a lot of times they, I'll go in the office and there'll be like a little you know playpen thing like for toddlers and there'll be oh, little, yeah. little dogs in there. Okay. That I guess they brought from the SPCA or something. Oh, okay, before they put them down. Well, they're trying not to put them down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Hey, and you so have dogs at Hilltop? Yeah, back to pet therapy. Yeah, so at so uh, important. Kendra's Elementary School where she works, they have a therapy dog. The counselor there has a so therapy good. dog that can help yeah. the kids out. And then I work in hospitals, and we have them consistently throughout the hospital. I see a lot of people. I mean, I travel a lot for business. I see a lot of people bringing dogs on flights now. Yeah, I'll bring them in a the little little doggy box. Thing, I, I did research that just a little bit, and the it's exponential growth with dogs flying now as companions, and um, and they're quote service dogs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I think that's a pretty loose definition now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now your dog Sully, he was trained to be a service dog, right? Uh, no, but he could have been. I thought he was in the training program. I think he he was just abandoned. Unfortunately. Oh, he was abandoned? Mm-hmm. Oh, he I didn't a- know that. We were we were on the list for five years uh, with a friend, Stacy, a friend of Amy's, uh, who trains them. And we were on that list maybe almost 10 years where we we were going to put a I remember that, yeah. big deposit down and all this for 
a reject. And so the cool thing is, is they train these trainers like Stacy and, and her husband, they'll take in a couple of these dogs and they'll take them everywhere and they'll train them for 18 months. And, um, they go through these trials and if they, they fail in any one particular trial, then they get rejected because basically they need to be per, not perfect, but they, they need to be consistently at a super high level to be able to take care of whether you're blind or you're paralyzed mm-hmm. or, or whatever, a child with needs. And it's amazing. These service dogs are truly amazing. And all we wanted, Stacy told us, to just get on the list to be a recipient of a reject. We got interviewed. We were, we were up for one of these dogs one time. And the reason that she failed out, I think it was a golden retriever, and she failed out because she couldn't hold her bladder for eight hours. Mm. They had to hold her bladder for eight hours no matter what. And, it, and she couldn't. And we got interviewed for that. And at the time, our kids were, I don't know, Caroline was five and the boys were three. Yeah. And they said that this dog, it was too much. So between us and about 10 other families, they said that level of activity and energy was too much for this dog. And so they basically gave it to an older couple. Hmm. And that's sad. So then we never got one. Okay. I thought Sully was one of those for no some but he i believe he could easily be one i uh, guess i yeah, yeah. He i don't was, know why i thought that he was abandoned and we got him at six months yeah he was one of these golden uh uh what's what's crap i can't remember the name of his breed pyrenees yeah golden pyrenees great, mix. great pyrenees great pyrenees golden mix oh he's a mix uh-huh, he's a mix because the golden in him is that companion the great pyrenees is the great protector mm-hmm. and so he's he by far he's the best dog Amy and I've ever had. Even with that, you know the the uh, Basset that we just had that just mm-hmm. died. So now we've got the Bernie Doodle, the Bernie's Mountain Dog Poodle mix, and we believe she's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of really good qualities in her. But Sully's got that kind of protective thing. So when I'm out of town traveling, it gives me gives me great comfort that Sully is there because he is the Great Pyrenees him. Instead of the cows and horses and donkeys being his herd, our family is his herd, which is interesting. And so now he's he's turned that so that whatever comes to threaten that, he obviously is hmm. not, not on board with. Like he ate the Amazon Prime guy that we believe was probably, you know, a sexual predator or something. So, Oh, really? Yeah, he ate him. He ate him. How do you know he was a sexual predator? I just think that. I just, you know, dogs know that kind of stuff. <laughs> so he ate him. And so the nice thing is that he had to be on 10 or 12 day in home quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I just remember driving up and this old man, this old Amazon prime guy was in the corner of my yard saying, mister, you got to get your dog is your dog's going to kill me. And, and I'm like, Sully's not going to kill you unless you're bad. And, um, so I told Sully to come on I drive up to the garage I get Sully, but then somehow that guy was trying to come and drop that package off, so he had to take probably 30 steps to get back to the front door. So he was just going to basically pitch it on the door and then run. Well, anyway, Sully locked back on after I got out of my truck, and that was it. I mean, he he clearly thought this guy was a threat to our family, and he he ate him. 
Well, I think, you know, if you run away from a dog, it's going to chase you down, man. <laughs> How stupid is that? Well, he, ran, he moron. ran to the door. He ran yeah. to our yeah, house. Yeah, so he's running around in your yard, and then he's yeah. running from Sully. Yeah, yeah. what an idiot. Of so course, it, Sully's going to go after him. And he really, he just bit him in the left leg. Yeah. And, and so here I come up, I grab Sully, throw him in the house, and I'm like, mister, can I get you a Band-Aid or, you know, offer, you know, cleaning you know, payment or whatever. And he's like, I just want to get out of here. You got a terrible dog. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I think that's that guy. It's not the dog. No, it's Sully, the guy. Sully smelled something on him. Yeah. So I, I truly believe that. Yeah. But so. worst thing Sully's ever done is just stick his nose in my crotch. He's a crotch he loves sticker. loves to do that. Yeah. Well, Golly. He, that, that's his level. That's his thing, man. That's his signature. Signature does, yeah. Or he'll goose you in the butt too. Put his nose right up your butt. He will. He will. So when we go through, what do you think? Maybe that's why he didn't pass the service training. We never. We never had him in. (laughs) We never had him in. So speaking of Shih Tzus, um, what do you think the most popular breeds are in Texas? Shih Tzu number one. No, no, it's number four. No, just kidding. Probably maybe Border Collie. No. Golden Retriever. Yes. Okay. Uh, Lab. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Golden number Lab. two. A mixed breed is number one. So a mutt. Oh, mutts number yeah, one. The most populous dog, as opposed to maybe the most popular breed. These are the most populous. Oh, I see. I see. So we okay. have we have the most mutts. So we have a billion mixed breeds, and then number two is lab, and then beyond that, what do you think else we have? You said golden Shih Tzu, retriever, golden retrievers. We've got a ton of Yorkshire terriers. Uh, we've also got, uh, they say a lot of these designer hybrids, which is weird. And I think probably Boo is a designer hybrid. She's a Bernie Doodle. So that's a designer kind of hybrid. I would call her a designer hybrid. What's a Bernie? Bernie's Mountain Dog. It's one of those great big brown, white, and black. Hi. Got a small favor to ask of you. <laughs> Bernie. Please add your name to say you support our family. Oh, my gosh. We very much I can't believe you just added Bernie, Bernie into the podcast again. I don't know. You're talking about Bernie. Not, but it's shows a up. Bernese Mountain Dog. Bernese Mountain Dog. Then you get dog. Chihuahua, English Bulldogs, and Miniature Schnauzers and Boxers. And What uh, about Jack Russell Terriers? No. They're not in the top ten anyway. I'm sure we've got a billion of them here. That's it's what just, these little dogs are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say hi. They're so sweet. They are high energy, too. Yeah. So then what I wanted to ask you about is, have you ever thought about going into the dog industry? No. You, you should. No. Do you realize how much money we spend in Texas on dogs? Yes. No, really. I spend a crap load of money on what, these dogs. What, what's your guess? How much money we spend on dogs in Texas? In Texas? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. $5 billion? That's correct. I'm just, it's in here somewhere. I don't know where it is. I got all these articles open. I don't know where it is, but it's around four to five billion. Oh, really? Dollars. Oh, wow. No kidding. No kidding. We spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on dogs in Texas. And actually, that trend has continued to go up and up and up. And so, the one thing that I do have is the pet spending reaches yet another all time high. And so, as we go from. Uh, 16 to 17, 17 to 18, 18 to 19. What we're talking about is the spending by category that goes across, and this is across America, so we can break a giant percentage of this out for Texas. Mm -hmm. But if you look at food is about, it's estimated for this year to be about $32 billion. 
Hmm. Food, right? Can you believe that? $32 billion for dog food? Well, for pet food. For pet food. So mainly dog and cat. Yeah. I mean, those are the two. And then um, supplies and over-the-counter medication, that's about $16 billion. Vet care, $19 billion. Live animal purchases is only about $2 billion. Mm. So that's the smallest. The actual buying of the dog or cat, that is, that's, that's tiny. And then other services, $6 billion. Total, we're spending on pets is $75 billion. So out of Texas, that's probably, I don't know, 8 to $10 billion well, would be my guess, yeah. just on dogs. It's crazy. And so I say if, if you're up and coming and you're thinking, and so this is what I'm telling my daughter. She's going through college, and she's, a, she's prepping to be a vet. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, I just want to take care of big animals, you know, dogs, cats, I'm sorry, cows and horses and whatever. And I'm like, no, honey, you want to take care of chihuahuas because people pay big-time money for ACL repairs and Fifi to get a, you know, an allergy shot. And, mm-hmm. and it's just getting higher and higher and higher. So Now, dog food, I mean, going back to dog food, that's a big industry. I mean, M&M Mars, yeah. they make as much money off of dog food as they do on their candies. On M&M's? You know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Feeding the dogs chocolate? Won't that kill them? No, they own several brands. They own Iams, Pedigree, oh, I several. Oh, And, <clears throat> you know, a friend of mine who's in the consulting industry, he was, when he was younger, was doing some consulting for M&M Mars. Oh, really? And he had to go tour one of the dog food factories. Oh, I didn't know. And he said they're in there, and they had toured the you know M M&M and M factory, and they got to eat M and M's. They're in this dog food factory, and it's just this disgusting stuff. They're you know just putting like I don't know cow carcasses and crap into some machine, and oh god, you know then it goes to the process and spits out a little dog food pellet on the other end. And he said the guy that was giving them the tour, that was like the manager of the whole thing, you know this stuff falling out into bags, and he like reached in and grabbed one and. Took a bite. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he said, you, you, you try it. Yeah. And my friend was like, there's no, nothing. <laughs> oh, God. But the sales rep that he was with, the sales guy, you know, had to take a bite because he was trying to sell them a deal or something. So <laughs> oh. he actually took a bite of dog food to close a deal. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's big industry, man. <laughs> big money. Well, let me uh, let me ask you about one of the cultural phenoms that's happening right now, and that's with the millennials. We've talked about the millennials a lot, and there's a couple of articles that I came across that talk about millennials, and and we've talked about the elongation of youth with our younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that it's saying that. Uh, millennials are spending an inordinate amount of money on their pets, more so than, say, our generation, right? And and it's talking about that they're doing that really to to put off uh, childbearing or home ownership. Instead, they're investing their excess money or on um, on pets and pet care to the point that. Uh, when when 1,500 millennials were surveyed, it said that they would prefer spending up to, say, $10,000 on a medical emergency for their dog over themselves. And they had no idea how to fund that $10,000. They hmm. just knew that they would do that and that they would far rather have a dog versus having and, – and just – they they know that's a controllable thing and they they, again, can control it but not – have the 
the responsibility of, of babies or marriages or home ownership, and they put that off. It's big business. You know, the um, luxury dog clothing oh, yeah. market. Oh, yeah. I mean, their target is the millennials, and they right. spend money on it. You right. know? And this article says that it's not uncommon you know, for someone in that demographic to spend between 160 or 200, $202. So basically a couple hundred bucks. On a new outfit. On an outfit for the dog. Yeah. And that includes a crew neck t-shirt for $48 and a hoodie for 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Imagine buying a crew neck t-shirt and a hoodie for your dog. No. And you're spending a hundred bucks on it. I'll tell you what. I got invited to a Halloween party that is also a birthday party for my friends' dog. Oh, a birthday party for a dog. Well, yeah, okay. Dog. I've never, I've never had that. And that's, that's really sweet. I've never had that either. And like, you're supposed to dress up as like, like a dog theme costume. Oh, oh so it's a completely dog themed Halloween yeah, party. Yeah. You could. Get so like, I've been trying to find costumes, but all it comes up with is like all these pet. Yeah, pet expensive costumes. pet costumes. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna have to make your. It's own. quite annoying. I'm quite annoyed <laughs> with this podcast, actually. You could no, just, just get. <laughs> you could just get like a white sheet and make like a Snoopy outfit. You know, paint some like black ears on. You know, I think I'm just gonna wear. I'm gonna buy like a Snoop Dogg shirt off of Amazon, oh. and I'll just do that. Yeah, well, I'd just buy a hat that said "Dog" on it. Dog. <laughs> that. That's what I would do. <laughs> Dog. So late. Well. Hey, when it comes to Halloween, I do as little as possible. Uh, I have a, I have my, uh, you know, Afro wig oh yeah, that I keep that. in the closet. I just I throw thought, it on. I thought about dressing up as Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog oh, the Bounty Hunter? Good. Yeah, but oh, I didn't be... want to do like a whole mullet wig <laughs> situation. That was well, okay, so, so there are people out there that actually hate dogs, right? Really? And there are. Who, I, how? Well, it's mainly a fear. Mainly a fear, and, and so the if we've got forty four percent of Texans that own dogs, I that, guess that Amazon guy that you ran into you, I mean, maybe he, he's one of those guys. Yeah, but I've come across other people in my life that really fear have a, and and it could be a little dog like yours or whatever. It doesn't matter. They have real fear, and so uh, the one thing that came up is it seems like that in Texas in particular there are a lot of loose dogs. Do you guys let your dogs run loose? We have a invisible fence around the perimeter of our property. Okay, so and they have no. little collars. Yeah, and so they can run free, which is good for them because they're you know Jack Russells and right. they they need a lot of exercise. Right, and so they can get out in the front and cover almost the whole front of the property. Right, and then in the back they're they're they have a perimeter that goes behind the pool area. Oh yeah, but they can't get out to like the horses and stuff like that. Well, so the answer is no. You don't let your dogs run. We wild. don't let them run wild. No, yeah. but we let them. We try to give them as much space to run as possible. And they're you, they're about forty four percent free. Yeah, forty four percent free. Okay, that was our goal. <laughs> okay, so you. Uh, okay, it's a great stat. So y- you and I have been on on bike rides where we've had experience wild dogs. And that is frightening because if you don't know the dog, if they think you're a threat, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about that devil dog that came out of the Mississippi River after me one time? Mm-mm. So I was riding on the, the levees of uh, the Mississippi River when I was running that hospital in Baton Rouge. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. 
Okay, it's, only, it's only one story. <laughs> it's only one story. But so I had ridden. I'm telling you. So after work, I'd get on the levees. And so they'd get these gravel paths. And I had this mountain bike. And I rode probably 8, 10 miles south on the Mississippi River. It was just beautiful. You know, so you're just riding along. And the levees are up on top of the Mississippi. And it's a gravel path the whole way. And it's beautiful. And so on the way back, it's getting dark. And so I had not seen any dogs come up out of the river, been anywhere close. But I came back, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's no humanity anywhere close to me. And out, I'm telling you, out of the river, it was probably one of these ghost stories, but out of the river comes this red devil dog that looks like a pit bull. And it came up, up the levee bank after me hmm. on, my pit, on my mountain bike. And I, I almost died. Did he get you? No, he didn't no. get me. I so, sprayed water on him with my water bottle, and then I kicked him in the face. <laughs> I did both of the accidents. Kicked a dog in the face. I absolutely. Shout out him. to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all the stories as bikers we've always been told is you get your your water bottle ready and you squirt them because mad dogs don't like that. Yeah, right? yeah. But in South I've Dallas, ne- well, I've never had that, but I think Kendra and Amy got chased by a dog oh a bike yeah ride one time. and snakes yeah i was with him one time when we had a snake come out and brandon actually knocked oh the, on the bike the ride snake. it was yeah. out in the road yeah, yeah and brandon kind of went up and kind of shooed the snake and it, it struck at his wheel hmm. it was oh a different, yeah i remember that different story than a dog but regardless yeah. yeah snakes are dogs of the reptile world no they're not no Snakes and dogs don't have They're, any. In, in fact, yeah. a snake is 180 degree opposite of a dog. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing to love about them. They no. Don't, they don't love you. They show no emotion. What's a, what's the Texas motto they will for a snake? Kill you instantly. But uh, good, don't only good tread on a, me. Only good snakes a dead snake. Good snakes no, a dead don't snake. Don't tread on me, right? No, not at all. It's got that. It's good, a snake on that flag. Good snake's a dead snake. That's pretty much the motto. Now, all the reptilian lovers out there may disagree with that, but I'm not one of those. We could do an episode on reptiles in Texas. Yeah, yeah. No, but we do. <laughs> we do have. I, I will say no, that because then I'd have to talk about water mocks. We used to call it a water moxkin. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what you said there. Moxkin. Oh, it went on. We used to call it a water moxkin. <laughs> water mox. Water moxkin. Moxkin. Well, water moccasin. <laughs> I guess if you're fancy, but where I was from, it was just a water mox. So great. Yeah, no, not a water moxkin at all. Oh, but anyway, we do have loose dogs, and that's a, that's a problem. So I'd encourage our listeners out there, get that dog on a leash put the invisible fence in whatever. i love the invisible fence it's it's, it's fantastic. fantastic yeah it is fantastic we've got that too yeah yeah we've got that too it's great okay well hey i appreciate it you got any uh any other updates Mm-mm. yeah it's good no, stuff all right our, all of our grass is dying yeah it's, i tried uh, to work on my sprinkler system today and it just it's just crapped out man oh. i gotta get a professional out here Oh, wow. Yeah. It's starting to look like a repo house out here. That's not good. Yeah. No, you yeah. get that grass go. We're going to get some rain tonight and this oh, week. Oh, good. That'll help. Yeah. That'll help. Help. All right. Well, hey, thank you all for listening. <laughs> That's my to, only uh, update. My grass is dead. <laughs> <laughs> my grass is dead. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us on our episode on dogs. Adios. Look us up on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play. Leave a review. Only a good review. I like all reviews. Yeah. Well, all of them have been good so far. Yeah, five stars. Yeah, five stars. All right, see you later. Adios.